Hello, welcome to the Secret Message Society podcast for hopes and dreams and secret messages in between. I'm your host, Mandy Stewart, life coach, conceptual artist, entrepreneur, and aspiring millionaire. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, welcome to another episode, and I have picked another card for today. My card for today from the Tomorrow's Dreams Today deck says, there are stepping stones lining up before you. And this secret message for me is all about going with the flow, so not being in a rush, being patient and trusting that everything is lining up or in alignment for you. And this is where I am practicing not feeling like I have to force my dream to happen or be overly anxious about making it happen quicker or making sure that I'm doing everything perfectly at just the right time, at just the right pace, but rather trusting that things line up naturally when I can relax and enjoy myself be present in the moment, enjoy this day today that I am living out and what it has to teach me about my dream. (coughs) So this is a a secret message for alignment, that things are, are lining up as they should be. No matter what is going on, things are lining up as they should be for you. So I sometimes like to pair secret messages together and I have been thoroughly enjoying an app called CoStar lately. It's an astrology app and this morning it gave me the secret message that said you can't always bloom where you're planted. I'm pretty sure my mom had like a cross stitch in our house that said bloom where you're planted and it's interesting because I think that my whole course like tomorrow's dreams today which is launching in April and what I'm so excited about and why I'm recording these podcasts I think it's kind of a bloom where you're planted sort of message it is a um, a message of Okay, you have this big dream that you want, but it's way far off in the future. And instead of just giving up on it because it feels like the gap to get to it is impossibly large and you're never going to make it, why not take parts of your dream and have them experienced today? Take action on them today so that you have a, you're always getting a taste of the goodness of your dream and you have no regrets at the end of the day because you have these wins that you 
got for yourself that you touched your dream in some way. You, you moved it a millimeter forward in some way. And, um, and it, it kind of feels like having a little piece of the pie, you know, today. So in that way, I think it is a bloom where you're planted message in that, like, let's, let's have the dream today. No matter what your circumstances are, let's have it today. Let's, let's bloom today right where you're at. Let's not wait for circumstances to change. Kind of like what I say about um, use, uh, starting a podcast. If you want to start a podcast, you can use Anchor to start a podcast today. You can do it today. You can download the free Anchor app. And you can use it today to start a podcast. Don't use that as an excuse. Um, the, The creative part, if you're creative and you have lots of ideas, that's really the the work of the podcast. Um, it's not, it's not the technology you're figuring out how to set it up or have all this fancy equipment. It's just record it. Well, that to me is like bloom where you're planted sort of energy, right? So I have this interesting take on this. You can't always bloom where you're planted today in like paired with this other secret message of there are stepping stones lining up before you. Because I think that there are, there are certain aspects to our dream that we can't experience until we have grown and pushed out of our comfort zone to get to the next layer. I talk about this in my Becoming a Holt Beaconess course, um, specifically about teaching. Teaching in the public schools, I taught for five five years in the schools. The sixth year was weird because it was COVID year, so we were still teaching, but it was a, a different kind of method. But five years in the public schools, I taught and um, didn't go to school to be a teacher, didn't go to school for art. So I taught art in the public school, not having degrees for either of those things. And um, I didn't have a lot of experience going in. I had taught art in my kids' homeschool co-op, I'd had some other, you know, like teaching experiences online. I'd done some painting on uh, like school walls. And so I'd had some school administrators interact with me and see me interact with the kids just because I was in a school building while I was doing art. And they gave me good references. Like I kind of lucked out in that way. But I didn't really have experience teaching in a public school environment and teaching art. So I walked into it like that first year was really, really challenging for me. And and all the more so because I, which I go into this in in great depth and becoming a whole beaconess, but 
Um, all the more so because what I had thought I was going to be up until that point, the dream trajectory of my life was I was going to be a writer. I was going to be a writer of books and I was going to be a published author and I was just going to write one book after the next. That was just the plan. And that's not what happened. And so I worked in a coffee shop for a couple years and then um, ended up, you know, going and pursuing this, this teaching job that I heard about. And I actually think that had I, the the confidence that I got from having to show up repetitively and speak in front of a bunch of kids and their teachers who was in the room with me, um, having to show up and communicate in the flesh with people was this brilliant next step of growth for me that I needed to experience in order to grow this confidence that I think I needed as a, as an author. One of the things you do when you publish a book, because I published one, (laughs) is you have to talk about the book. You have to, you have to share it. You have to want to talk about it. Well, I was very timid about talking about the book that I had written. It, that was difficult for me to have the confidence to want to engage people in conversation. And the teaching job actually, I, I in a way, was forced. Now, I use that word loosely because I hate being forced to do anything. I use it loosely also because I chose to go into the teaching job. I chose to pursue it as what I thought would make me happy and light me up the most next, as my next step. So in that way, I chose. And and within that container of what I chose, there was the struggle of having to show up every day and say something that I believed in and that I could get others to believe in. Really, that's what a teacher has to do. Like you have to believe in it enough that you command the attention of the people you're presenting it to and they want to listen. Um, so that, that was my challenge. And had I stayed where I was, you know, at my coffee shop job, or even, you know, just publishing books, if, if for some reason I was able to continue publishing books, and I actually did write a second one and decided not to pursue it, um, with my agent, but if I'd stayed on that trajectory, I think I would have stayed at, like, the same sort of level. In fact, had I published the next book, his um, recommendation to me was that we sm- we go with a much smaller publisher because my, uh, I wouldn't my book didn't do well and so I couldn't go with another big publisher. So in some ways I was taking I would have been taking steps back right like I had to use my voice even less. It was more safe in a smaller capacity. 
that's one way to look at it. You could look at it lots of ways. But, but my point in saying this is what I really, really needed was to grow in confidence that I could use my voice, that I deserved to be listened to, that I had something to say, that I had something to offer, that it, that it would affect somebody else's life and that I believed in that message. And teaching did that for me. And I, that was like a, I can see that in hindsight. I didn't know that as I was going through it. Going through it, it just felt like, oh my God, can I get up and do this again tomorrow? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do this again tomorrow. This is so difficult for me. And I have a teacher friend that she loves to tell the story of you should have heard Mandy at the beginning when she first started teaching in her quiet voice, like, um, it would be nice if you could. (laughs) And she obviously exaggerates it, but It's so funny listening to her tell the story. And she was like, and by the end, she was just like full on teacher voice. Like, no, this is how it's going to be. Here's what you're going to do next. Yada, yada, yada. And, And it's true. Like she witnessed in me, those teachers, they brought that out of me. I got to be in the classroom with the classroom teacher and I experienced um, about 19 different teachers teaching styles in managing a classroom because they would step in as as I needed assistance Um, plus substitute teachers who were in the classroom I got to see how they managed the classroom so I got to you know witness all this experience in these people and they really like raised me (laughs) they pulled me from the ground that I was in and brought me into this other ground where I could flourish as a communicator and as as a teacher and using verbal skills to communicate. And my major in college was communications. And and I realize now having gone through that, like this, this has led me to what is more closely aligned with what I want to do with my life. I love art. I love writing. I love creativity. I love to be a maker. But what I love the most is like playing with the raw material of people's lives, people's dreams, people's hopes, people's stories. I want to play with that and use that with my creativity to make a new person to help somebody accomplish something they never thought that they could, but that they always wanted to so badly and they knew was inside them. They just couldn't get it to come out. And so that is where, where my, um, where my story kind of led me. So one thing had to lead to another, the book not doing well led to Well, first off, me writing a book led to me writing a second book, which then finding out what I was going to have to do to publish the second book, I realized that led to, no, I'm not interested in doing that. So then 
I'm not interested in this dream of being a writer like I thought I was. So then I need a job. So then I work in a coffee shop. So then the coffee shop gets stressful and is, it's not fulfilling me after a couple of years. So then I look for something else, find the teaching job. These teachers raise me. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you talk about being raised by wolves, like was raised by these teachers <laughs> to, to be more confident. Um, yeah, and those are all stepping stones to my dream, to my dream. And if I had stayed, you know, blooming where I was planted, like, well, this, I just, I'm just going to stay in this coffee shop job, you know, like, this is just where I'm going to be. Yeah, sure. I may not like it. I may not, I may feel like I'm not using all of my potential, but I already tried the writing thing and it didn't work out. That's so often what I think we tell ourselves with our dreams is it didn't work out. And we just assume that because it didn't work out once or in the way we tried it, that it's not ever going to work out again. At least I do that. Like I'm so, I'm such a throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of person or I have been, I've been trying to heal a lot of that in my life, but like, no, maybe there were some things, some things that you had to go through. Maybe it wasn't time to like plant that dream seed and have it flourish. Maybe you were still transferring that, that plant from pot to pot to pot. And now it is in the, the fertile ground that it can flourish. It can grow. It can really take off. But you had to go through those stepping stones first. So I just, I thought that was fascinating how those two kind of paired so well together. And I just wanted to plant the seed in your mind that it's, it's not always that our dream didn't work out. It's that we still had some more growing to do to be able to be a container big enough to let our dream come through. I had to be able to grow a backbone <laughs> to be able to say something in front of people in such a way that I believed it, therefore they could believe it. And then the only way to do that was to practice. And so I had to go and practice and practice. And that was the stepping stones that then my dream could start to come back to me because I had grown the container to a capacity that, okay, now this is where I can start to bloom because now I have space to really let the dream flourish. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I hope you always leave feeling inspired to listen to your own intuition. I would love more time together. If you feel the same, I'd like to invite you to two places. You can download my app, Secret Message Society, 
on Android and Apple devices. And you can also join my free private Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash secret message society. May secret messages always find you.